the Goalie Podcast with your host Peter Bradders. Um, this edition of things, we're going to take a look at the German hockey scene. We will also have a look at the Czech and maybe, maybe we will dabble at the World Juniors and other leagues that are currently taking place. First off, we will look at the German scene. Um, so, let's kind of get to work on it. The DL season, originally, that takes place about September time, um, obviously due to COVID and pretty much COVID, full stop, um, it saw the league being pushed back and back and back and back um, but to see hockey taking place they decided to do some kind of testing events um, so the stream service in Germany that shows all the DEL games that being Magenta Sports uh, they decided to devise a kind of a mini tournament to keep some competitive hockey going uh, in the form of the Magenta Sports Cup, obviously, because it's too hard to make up another name. Um, but as I digress, uh, the tournament only saw pretty much half the, the league taking place uh, with a, a couple of teams even not being able to afford kind of going all over the place um, and seeing all different kind of um, things happening. Um, so, basically, long story short, um, the tournament was eight teams. Uh, the sides missing out were the two uh, North Rhine... Was it North? No, no, it wasn't. I tell a lie. Uh, so the Cologne Sharks didn't take their place. Uh, the Eicherhorn Roosters didn't take their place. Um, looking at Ingolstadt, Straubing, Nuremberg and Osberg, Osberger, even. Um, Ostberger, sorry. Ignore me, I'm just having a mad moment. Uh, so they didn't take part in the tournament uh, for reasons. Um, so, looking at quickly through the, the group stages, so it kind of saw each team having six games, uh, two home, two away against their opponents. <clears throat> so if we look at the, probably the most uncompetitive of the groups, uh, which was Group A. Uh, so that's our Bremerhaven Penguins leading the way on 17 points with six wins, five in regulation, one um, overtime, penalty shootout, penalty shootout, obviously. Um, as you can tell, I've not particularly prepared well for this because uh, I wasn't going to do it. It's a very late decision. Uh, but a 5-4 win over Dusseldorf in their first game. And then wins against Grizzly Wolfsburg and the Krefeld Penguins. Uh, 
to which we'll touch on later on because that's a bit of a story in itself. So, um, Group A finished with the Bremerhaven Penguins on 17 points, the Dusseldorf EG on 9 points, uh, Grizzly Wolfsburg on 5, with the Krefeld Penguins at the bottom also on 5, um, but goal difference proving to be the different point. Group B. Um, now, I will tell you the four teams. So, you had uh, Red Bulls Munich, you had Adler Mannheim, you had Eisbären Berlin, and you had the Schwenninger Wild Wings. For a few seconds, I will let you guess which team you would have had at the bottom. Yes, you would have gone Schwenninger, wouldn't you? However, um, that wasn't how it turned out. So, as it was, Red Bulls Munich topped the group on 10 points, ahead of unfancied Schwenninger Wild Wings, who had a very eventful tournament, uh, with some big scalps, in, in fairness. Um... So, they finished on 9 points. Mannheim finished on 7 points off the 4 games. We'll touch on that in a second. Uh, and Iceburn Berlin finished on 1 point, um, bottom of the table. The lowest score is in the entire tournament. And joint <laughs> with the most goals shit. Um... Now, while Munich and Schwenninger had five games, it saw Mannheim and Berlin icing four. Uh, this was due to the fact that Berlin had someone testing positive, to which uh, Berlin withdrew from the tournament. Um, so all the games were pretty much... I would have thought it would have been forfeited, but they didn't. Um, so Berlin's only point of the tournament came in a 3-2 loss against Munich, which was their only game they really played well in. Uh, the problem was the last minute, Konstantin uh, Braun had a bit of a... How can I put it? He had a bit of a brain fart. Um to which he gave away a penalty in the, the last minute. Um, Munich scored from it. And then the winning goal, which still bothers me now. Uh, well, on a f well, on a three-on-three -three situation, all the Berlin players moved over to the far side, granting their, their players to just skate in unopposed and net the winner. Um... I think the the scary thing for for Berlin fans though, um, if you take away what's happening currently in the in the league, um, so you had Berlin really looking toothless considering they've lost a fair few players. Um, I think the biggest miss 
in attack for me uh, was Austin Ortega, who's gone to, I think it's Laxlo Lakers in Sweden. Um, I know he's gone to Sweden. Um, so that was a huge miss because he was a big part of the attack for Berlin. Um, but you had the retirement of legend at the club in Andre Rankel. Um, you also saw James Shepard not being, well, not getting a contract renewal. Um, so he went to Cologne Sharks alongside that of netminder Justin Poggy, uh, who I thought pretty much saved Berlin season last year. Uh, when he came in, they were all kind of all at sea at the back. Um, but when he came in, I think his first game was a solid win against Munich. Didn't really look back from from that point, um, but Berlin were really sort of like improved as the season went on for me. Um, so, so they were two big misses. We had the you had an incident with one of the players, um, Max Zengoli. Probably said that name wrong. But I'm not great on pronunciations, as you will find out. <clears throat> Sorry. So he made so obviously during the whole pandemic we had the rights in America. He put out a tweet about supporting Trump and saying how great he was doing, blah 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 blah. Um to which when you've moved to a team like Berlin and the whole history of the city it was not a shock to find out that a lot of people didn't want him there and were begging for his contract to be ripped up. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an, an eventful moment <laughs> before they even hit the ice. Um, so then we went into this Magenta Sports Cup. Berlin had an absolute shocker. Uh, the final game kind of summed up many things in the fact that their defence has been very light uh, and lost 7-2 to Schwenninger away from home and Matthias Niederberger on his birthday was hung out to dry, there's no other words for it uh, so they, they lost 7-2 um, to the Wild Wings um, to which a lot of people were saying the Wild Wings, it was a a fluke that they beat Berlin originally in the first game. Um, teams weren't taking it seriously. Uh, but if you look at the Schwenninger's thing, they, they beat they beat Berlin 5-1 away from home. Uh, they then defeated Munich 2-1 away from home. So it can't be a case of they're just thinking, oh, they'll, they'll take it easy. Um Mannheim then defeated him 4-2. Obviously a 7-2 win over Berlin. And then they were just edged out at home to Munich. Um, but the, the thing was, Schwenninger then decided to pull out, uh, sadly, of, of the tournament. Um, so as we headed into the semi-finals, you had the Munich Red Bulls, or Red Bulls Munich, against Dusseldorf 
And so Munich are winning a 3-1 in that. Uh, you then had Bremerhaven facing Mannheim. Um, Bremerhaven just carried on their, their good their good tournament with a 6-2 win in Mannheim. Um, the final itself saw Munich running out 7-5 victors. And so it had a few people thinking, oh, maybe Bremerhaven uh, could be a bit of a dark horse if you if you want for the the upcoming season as i said um that's the magenta sports out the way we will move to the del 2020-21 season because we did actually have a few games from 2020 so for the first time in the del history which is 26 years, and the first time in 51 seasons in Germany. It saw the league being split into two divisions, that being the Nord and the Sud. Um, so, basically North and South. So, the teams involved were in the South, you had Augsburger Panther, ERC Ingolstadt, Nuremberg Ice Tigers, the Adler Mannheim, Schwenninger Wild Wings, Straubing Tigers, Red Bull Munich, and the. Well, I have already said, but uh, the current champions, of course, were Mannheim from 2019 because we didn't get a playoffs last year. Uh, so that's almost like the the group of death, if you want to call it that. Uh, the northern section, and the best section, uh, sees the Krefeld Penguins, the Grizzly Wolfsburg, Bremerhaven Penguins, Dusseldorf EG, Eisenhorn Roosters, Cologne Sharks, or Cologne Higher, uh, and Eisbahn Berlin. Now, the league format for this season is run over... 42 regular season games which has come down from how many they normally play which is about 52 53 so a 10 game loss um so the way they've addressed it is over the 42 games you will play against your division rival uh you will play two at home and two away in the opposite section, it will see just the one game away and the one game at home. So pretty much double what you would play your... No. Double your rival, half what you'll play against you. You know what I mean. Um, so when we get to the playoffs this year, it's going to be over best of three with the top four in each division qualifying to which you will then have uh, one versus four, two versus three um, and then where we get to the semi-finals um, it says there will be a crossover of divisions uh, so judging by that it's probably going to be the highest seed against the lowest seed 
in the respective sections. Um, so, so pretty much that's that's all you need to know about the format. Um, looking at the divisions as they stand, and I'm recording this at, on the third of January, so things will have changed. Um, oh, possibly. So, as it stands, looking at the south, <coughs> you have, pretty much if you're a member of the cat family, you are in peril, to put it one way. Um, so, working our way up, you've got the Augsburger Panther with zero points from, as it stands, four games, because uh, they're playing Nuremberg as we speak. Uh, with Nuremberg 3-0 up. Um, so this is all as it stands as <laughs> at the moment. Because uh, I've not gone on standings, I'm on live standings. But um, it's still the same. So Augsburg are on nothing. Uh, Nuremberg will go up to four points. Um, then you've got the Straubing Tigers who won their first game last night. Uh, in the derby against ERC Ingolstadt, which was a, quite a good game, to be to be fair. Um, so, obviously above the Tigers, you have Ingolstadt. And then above Ingolstadt, you've got Munich. So, Munich are on nine points. Uh, the Wild Wings have taken their Magenta Sports form and just carried it almost straight into it. Um, so they are still undefeated at this time of recording. Um, three games, two wins, one in overtime. Um, that being a 2-1 win over Nuremberg. That was on the 30th of last year. Um, and leading the way in the south at the moment is the current DL champions, the Adler Mannheim. Uh, they're on eight points, the same as... Um, Mannheim. Um, for some reason, I don't understand why they've put Munich as. A... I think they've just confused it. To to be to be honest, oh, they've just screwed up. Um, so just about that, it should be Munich at the top. But this is flash scores I'm using, so you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Um. It's probably because of more wins and no losses, so that's probably why it's kind of dropped. But the points total's completely thrown me, so don't blame me. Um, moving to the north, so it's a tighter division. It's a much tighter division. Um, so you've got obviously Crayfell. Oh, we'll come back to them in a in a second because uh, <laughs> there's so much. Um, so second from bottom is Grizzly Wolfsburg, who started out on fire with two wins, uh, who subsequently lost two. Pardon. Um, then you've gone Bremerhaven, who were the flip of Wolfsburg, lost their first two, won the next two. Uh, Dusseldorf on five points. So two wins and a loss. Uh, Eishorn Roosters... Won the first two, lost the last one. Um, Cologne Sharks, who 
from the not the test events from the the preseason games I saw. Um, I can't say they were that impressive, but then again, some of these teams that didn't play in the Magenta Sports Cup, um, they weren't exactly on on it. Uh, they were just it was their first competitive game, so. I suppose you do have to give them a, a bit of leeway. Um, probably give it about 10 games or so before you can really have a fair reflective of the, the league. Uh, and top of the tree is Iceburn Berlin, who were the worst in the Magenta Sports, but are currently the... <laughs> wow. I mean... I've just disappointed myself looking at the, the goal difference. Uh, I was going to say that the top scorers in the the league are the best goal and loss. Oh, sorry, shit. For and against average, uh, but they're not. Um, so Berlin had eight goals, free, free shipped. Um, however, as it stands at the moment, um, for Berlin. They currently have not conceded a goal in 125 minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, that is due to some outstanding keeping, it has to be said. Um, so, despite losing against Wolfsburg in the second game, um, it was a nil-nil game, but penalties do not count as goals against. So, the last goal they conceded was in game one against Bremerhaven. Um, but as the games are kind of staggered, so it's kind of playing on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, almost rotor, if you want to say. Um, so, that's currently how things are progressing in the league. So, if we look... At the point scorers in the DL so far, it sees Cologne Sharks having the top four point scorers in in the league as we stand, with Jason Ackerson with seven points, uh, Jonathan Matsumoto with six points, five goals and assist, um, Frederick Tiffles on six points, alongside Maurice Richards also. On six points, with all of his coming by way of assists. Moving to the f- remaining ones, um, so you have Yashin Elitz of the Munich Red Bulls, five points, four goals, and one assist. Uh, Berlin's recent signing from Dinamo Riga in Matthew White. Uh, three goals, two assists. In seventh is Mitchell Wall of Bremerhaven. Um, eighth is Alexander Barter from Dusseldorf. Uh, both of them have got three goals and two assists. Uh, another member of the Cologne Sharks at number nine, former Berlin forward in James Shepard. Uh, two assists, three goals. And rounding off, the top five, oh sorry, top ten is Nicholas Anderson of Bremerhaven, 
one goal, four assists. Um, I was going to do the goalies, but then I've realised um, that it isn't been done correctly. Uh, so, uh, on this occasion, I will bypass it, and we will come to it next week. Um, special teams, which I don't think gets given enough credit. Uh, so, on the top five teams uh, for the power play, sees Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf? Let me rephrase that. The North Rhineland teams are first and second. That being Cologne Sharks with six power play goals, 37.5%. Uh, Dusseldorf with 31.5%. In third is Bremerhaven with seven goals, 30.4%. Um, Berlin has three. Uh, so they've scored one from their four power players, uh, 25%. Uh, no, five, sorry. Um, and for the... And there's four teams, basically, on 20%. So, moving to the other side of things, in the penalty kill, um, Mannheim and Straubing lead the way on 100%. Uh, Berlin are third on 94.4%. Uh, Augsburger Panther 93.3, Schwenninger 88.8%, and they are the fifth best penalty killing side. Um, so that's your DEL side of things. Let's quickly move to DEL2. So if we look at the DL2 standings, we have the Castle Huskies on 36 points, that being 7 points ahead of Ravensburg Tower Stars. Um, in third is the Bietigheim Steelers on 28 points, uh, the Tolta Lowen on 27, the same as Freiburg who is coached by great British coach Pete Russell. Uh, Bad Nauheim is in six. Uh, and then you've got Landshut on 25 points in seventh. Uh, Lowen Franken, Frankenford? Frankfurt even on 23. Um, then in the what would be the pre-playoff games, uh, but we're nowhere near talking about that in the moment. Uh, so that's Ice Pirate and Crimisau. Again, I'm butchering names here. Don't kill me. Um, in 10 is ESV Kofbrauen. Probably said it wrong. I, I, I apologise for all these names. I'm butchering. Uh, number 11 is my adopted DL2 side in Lossiter Fussies. Uh, or Weisswasser Foxes, to give it another title. Um, Beruf Tigers are in 12th. Uh, Dresden 
Ice Lowen in 13th. Uh, with surprisingly Hellbronner Falcon in 14th at the bottom. Though I very much expect that to change by the time the season ends. Um, now, I have not particularly kept fully up to date on this league. I will be perfectly honest. I have kept up to date with um, the ones from Vice Vassa. Um, so, a one thing that did tickle me a lot has been certain a couple of teams in this league. Um, so, while I'm just trying to waste a bit of time so I can get the teams up, uh, it has been mostly the case, I feel, of Bad Nauheim and uh, Tulsa Lowen with their scoring. Now, bear in mind that Bad Nauheim are currently sitting in six. Bear that in mind when I tell you their scores so far. Um, so, as we look at them, this has been their, their games to date. So, they started off with a 6-3 win. They then suffered a 7-1 loss to Ravensburg. They beat the leaders 4-3 in Castle to win in uh, after overtime. They then defeated Dresden, beat Beirut, beat the bottom play side 7-1. They then got massacred 8-1 uh, by Freiburg, beat Frankfurt, just scraped against Landshut, beat the Foxes, uh, then they lost to Krimitzo. Then they lost to Tulsa Lowen 7-2. Lost 1-0 to the Steelers. Beat Ravensburg 6-0. After they suffered a 7-1 loss to him earlier in the season. Um, and then they faced... Uh, I mean, these three fixtures, or three scores even, just don't make any sense. Oh, oh, if I kind of rewind a bit. So, the 16th of December, they took on Tolls of Lowen, or Bad Tolls. Um, lost 7-2, which I think was at home. So, I'm just waiting for this to work, and it's not telling me. Um, so, they lost 7-2, then they lost 1-0. Then they won 6-0 against Ravensburg, so they kind of got revenge over them for earlier in the season. Then they lost 7-2 to Beirut. And then two days later, lost 8-0, I think, at home to the Castle Huskies. It is a crazy league, this DL2. I have to admit that. It is crazy, some of, some of the results. To which I have pulled off. Um, so you've got the. Uh, 
So the, the Steelers have had a couple of 7-2 victories. Um, I do want to pull off Tolson's scores uh, because some of them have made no sense either. Um, so <clears throat> looking at their kind of scores, I mean, if you're a fan of DL2, you're getting your money's worth in all fairness. So, their game so far. Um, so you've got. Oh, actually, they've. No. Uh, da, 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 da. Right. So, uh, a 6 3 loss to Ravensburg, which was then a 6 3 win over Hellbronner. Uh, a loss to the Steelers, a win over the Ice Pirates. A 7-1 massacre of the Foxes. A 7-2 win over Bad Nauheim. Uh, a 3-2 win over Ravensburg. Then a win over Landshut. Um, <clears throat> another loss over Hellebronner. And this is where their three games go a bit mad. So, they faced the Steelers and ended up losing 8-7. Um, to which they then faced the Bayreuth Tigers and one four two, and then they faced the Ice Pirates in their last game, which was on the thirtieth, which kind of summed up twenty twenty really if you look at the the score so far, uh, and they ended up winning eight one. So it's fair to say, if you like your goals, then DEL two is definitely the league for you in European terms. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I've really gotten into, like, the German league the last couple of years, um, don't know, um, so, and, and the fact I have kept, sort of, like, interested in Vice Vassa having, uh, been a couple of times there, so, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting little little league, so to speak. Um, but the the thing of about uh, Bad Nauheim as well, looking at their squad, um, I mean, they do have some British interest. That being uh, Mark Richardson, formerly of the Cardiff Devils, uh, to which his season so far has been one of 17 games, uh, one goal, eight assists, or nine points in, in seven games, which, you know, isn't too bad. Um, to which I'm sure there is one at Weisswasser. Uh, to which I do... I do know uh, that Robert Farmer left... Um, the Foxes not too long ago for family reasons um, so <clears throat> I mean you can kind of understand it with how things are at the moment um, but just looking so Farmer uh, played six games three goals, three assists so he kind of did well um, in his time there um, and for 
for a couple of uh, Storm fans, Storm. No, 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 no. Didn't hear me say that. Uh, Phoenix fans, even. Uh, there is one that every Phoenix fan will remember, hopefully, uh, and that was Czech defender Andre Pozzivil. Um, so he's, but he's been a bit injured this year, so he's only iced in three games. Um, one goal, one assist. Uh, last last year, for I think the early part of the season, he was the top point scorer uh, for the Foxes, which is a bit weird, uh, if I'm honest. But hey ho. So, looking at the top ten point scorers in the league. So, starting at number ten, Marcus Power of Landshut. Uh, at number 9 is Robbie Sarsnik of Ravensburg with 21 points, 10 goals and 11 assists. James Arnio at Bad Nauheim, 21 points. Uh, Luba Di Belka, um, I've not even put down how many points he scored. I'm, I'm going to take it 21, 22. Uh, it's got to be one of them too. Uh, Max French at Tolls are low in. Uh, John Lammers at Coughbroyan. Um, 23 points he scored. Also on, on 23 points is Andrea Drindle. Uh, 23 points, 11 goals, 12 assists. At Ravensburg Tower Stars. Why I haven't put the actual points they've got, I don't know. Uh, Corey Trevino at Castle. Uh, for the Huskies, 24 points, 4 goals, 20 assists. Uh, Carson Orman uh, at Bad Nauheim, 27 points, 5 goals, 22 assists. Uh, and then top of the leaderboard is Zach O'Brien from Lanshut, uh, 29 points, 13 goals, 16 assists. Looking at the Top four goalies in DL2. Um, so, working our way back. And again, these have all come from the official site. But then you realise one of them may have just played one game. So, take these with a pinch of salt. Um, but the four that I had was Bastian Kusik um, in fourth. Uh, Leon Hungerecker at Castle. Uh, Cody Brenner from Bietigheim and then Gerald Kuhn at the Huskies with 94%. So, yes, and that's pretty much DEL2 in a little bit of a nutshell. Now, <clears throat> I am going to attempt to do the check standings and I am going to butcher them so please do not come at me so as I switch to the standings that isn't live uh, and probably aren't even correct as Flash Ghost has already proved so far on this episode so I'm going to do something that will seem seamless um, unless you're obviously 
watching the video version, uh, to which I may not even put out. Um, but yes, so looking at the table in 14th place is Sesk Budajavis. In 13th place is Zlin. Zlin. In 12th place is Vitkovice. In 11th is Litvinov. In 10th is Olomouc. In 9th is Brno. In 8th is Pardubice. In 7th is Liberec, who have 41 points from 7th to upwards. Uh, in 6th is Mountfield Hockey Club, 45. Then you've got Carlo Vari on 48. Carlo Vari. Uh, Pilsen is in 4th. Uh, Mlad Bolslav is in 3rd. Mlada Boleslav. Uh, Sparta Prague is in 2nd. And at the top is Trinic. Or Trinic. Um, on 57. So, um, pretty much all played 20. Well, some's played 25, some's played 26, some's played 27. Um, to be honest, it's very much early doors, to be honest. Um, By the way, I never said I was actually going to do a full scan of the Czech League. I just said we'd do a brief scan. Um, slightly dipping uh, collective, I say collective, Solto in the Chance Liga. Um, I mean, the, the ones that stick out for me personally uh, is Slavia Prague in ninth place. With 24 points. Um, I want to try and have a guess at pronouncing a couple of these Czech names. But I am not great in Czech. As it... <laughs> as Duolingo told me. Uh, but in third place is Kladno. Um, and you might ask why is Kladno of interest? Well, they do have a certain player called Yaramir Jager on, on their books um, to which he has only iced one game and had one assist but that said I I have kept an eye on them following last year uh, when I went to see him against Sparta Prague in the I suppose you could call it a Prague derby of sorts um, to which was a very entertaining game crowd is fantastic uh, one I hope to go to back again. Um, but yeah, they're currently third, sitting pretty, so to speak. Um, so, briefly, no, we will leave the finished one for another time. Uh, we will come to the World Junior Championships, to which the last couple of days... Saw the quarterfinals taking place as Russia defeated Germany 2-1. to one. Um, Last night saw Finland beating Sweden 3 goals to 2. 
with a very late well, very late goal. Uh, well, one to tie it up, uh, and then one twenty-five seconds from the end to beat the Swedes. Um, so as we look at the draw now, looking at the playoffs, it sees Canada taking on Russia, while the US will take on Finland in the semi-finals. Um, Finland's only defeat in this tournament came against Canada. Um, uh, I was going to say, just talking about shit, I was, I'm just browsing. Um, but we'll ve we'll quickly look at the the standings, even though I've kind of gone massively past it by now. Um, so the standings in Group B. Uh, by the way, this is taking place in Edmonton, dash Red Deer. Um, so in Group B, it saw Austria scoring no points, scoring one goal, conceding twenty nine. Uh, the Czech Republic. Finished on six points in fourth. Sweden on seven points in third. Russia on eight points in second. And the USA finished top of the group on nine. Uh, into group A. Switzerland finished rock bottom. Five goals, uh, 20 conceded. Pardon. Uh, Slovakia finished on four points in fourth. Germany, who were the surprise package, I suppose you could say, of this tournament. Um, they finished on five points in third. Um, they then had Finland finishing above them on nine points. And topping the group with an unbeaten four wins from four was Canada, with 33 goals and four being shipped. Um then obviously we had the quarterfinals and the semi well semifinals are due on the fifth and fourth. So at the time of this recording, Canada and Russia is tomorrow. The day after America and Finland will play. Um I suppose you'd say America's probably going to win their semi. Um, I suppose it's going to be an American-Canada final in in truth uh, but there's just something about Russia I don't know what it is um, so yeah so that should bring this episode to an end um probably waffled on a bit more than I really wanted to uh, that said thank you for reaching the end if you've if you've got the end or got to the end even um, so thank you for listening hopefully it will be much better the next episode but this was purely just filling time for me um, so thank you again for listening any feedback would be greatly appreciated um so if you're watching hockey hope you enjoy it hope you're all staying safe during this crazy time we're, we're experiencing 
Uh, stay safe and enjoy your holiday.